get nervous, to be honest. Not nervous at all. I used to do track, so you're wearing like basically spandex in front of in front of <laughs> thousands of people. So yeah, this is not bad. Where did you uh, do track at? I did it uh, in Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, so okay. I made the national team when I was like 15. Whoa! Yeah, I was pretty good. What did that consist of? Like traveling and yeah, I used to travel. We traveled to places like around the Caribbean, like Bermuda, for example. You keep cutting in and out. Oh, I think it might be the. Sorry. <laughs> you got water there too. Yeah. So you would travel in Trinidad or around Trinidad? Oh, uh, yeah. Doing, we, used to, so we used to travel around Trinidad. And uh, there was one particular competition called Carifta, where all the Caribbean islands would compete against each other. Oh. And every year that. Uh, competition would change so say for example when i was 15 i went to bermuda uh, to compete and became third uh in my in our specific race jamaica and uh barbados won i believe okay yeah it was heartbreaking though i ain't gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we cried yeah especially me i i'm not gonna lie yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, it, you train so hard, right? You train so hard. You try to do everything perfectly. Yeah. And then you go somewhere. Because to make the national team, you got to go through, like, districts. Then you got uh, zonals. So we got zones and stuff like that. Then you go to nationals. And then you make the national team after national trials. So you got to go to another. Because you got to qualify for that one. Right. Everyone could go to nationals, but then you got national trials. It's like the Olympic trials. You got to yeah. get invited to that one. Yeah, yeah, and wow. then you go to like the Olympics. So after the Carifta trials, uh, it doesn't matter what you did before; you must like run the qualifying times for the games, and then you go to the games. Wow! And then you got heats, and then you go to the finals. Whoa. So yeah, it's it's like a lot. So how far did you guys make it? Uh, we made it to the finals. Okay. Uh, then we didn't win. So yeah, yeah. So. What was that feeling like making it to the finals of something so prolific? And then, I mean, I, I would imagine there's got to be like some sort of satisf satisfaction or gratification to be able to make it to that point. Definitely. Um, so it's like when you train, Oh, when I used to train for track, uh, you go in with the mentality that you're going to get to the final. Of course. Uh, so you, you, you have a coach that always enforces this rule that uh, each race is yours, even though it's not. So, so like, uh, I remember uh, running at my Crifter trials, like the 100 meter heats, like the first one. And you already know the entire lineup. So there's like 10 heats and it just keeps knocking down to like prelims, then semis, then finals. This was before the actual competition. And it was just me and this other guy. And I'm like, okay, we just need to stay together. Because we know we were faster than everyone else. And all the heats just started knocking down. Then the, when it got to semis, then it was serious. <laughs> then finals, it was like, okay, all out. But going to the actual competition, we all knew we were going to be there. We all knew we were going to be there. Um, I still have a colleague that was on that team. His name is Jareem the Dream Richards. That's his, the dream is his, like, track oh, name. Okay. Um, he runs competitively, like professionally. Um, in 2017, he was like world champion. 
Whoa. 200 meters there. We wow. all grew up as like kids too. Wow. Yeah. But my life went differently. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to pursue that at all? I did. Um, so when I moved to New York, I actually moved on a track scholarship. Okay. Uh, but before you go to school, they have you do like training here so you could acclimate. Because in the Caribbean, the coldest temperature we get in Trinidad is like probably 72 degrees at night. Oh, how how yeah, poor you for me for <laughs> you right yeah right yeah we we don't need coats or that'd be pants. so nice like right now i'm kind of cold like are you so just a little bit not not bad in a bad way okay. i'm just talking about like outside oh yeah, okay yeah. this is nighttime for me oh, usually wow yeah yeah so normal day is like 93 96 wow so when you outside training you're just in shorts but here right. when i did track when i came in january 2014 i had to wear like four layers to jog <laughs> yeah so because of that i end up ripping my hamstring oh yeah yeah so that took a while and then i went to a d3 college in new york uh, but i ended up recovering in time and became the captain of that track team mm. by sophomore year wow I want to adjust that microphone. It keeps cutting in and out, and I don't know what it is. Oh, probably. Am I not? Am I too far? You, I don't know. Um, I could come all the way up. There you go. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I come all the way up. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. I could even yeah. just move it wherever you need. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. That is that is crazy. So you tore your you tore your hamstring. What was that recovery like? <laughs> horrible <laughs> you wouldn't believe uh what your hamstring is connected to yeah like you sneeze wrong and you feel it <laughs> like you know like imagine you coming home from a day of work and you don't want to untie your shoes so you just press the back of your shoe yeah off. you can't do that Oof. that comes from your heel all the way up to like your lower back oh my and gosh. it goes right through your hamstring so as soon as i did that one day i just collapsed oh yeah. my gosh so i did like Shock therapy or electrotherapy, what people call it, uh, water therapy. So I was like jogging in a pool for like two hours because oh. I was like, I need to get this track stuff back. And then uh, while that was going on, uh, I got a mathematics scholarship, a math scholarship. Okay. Um, and then I was like, I signed the contract because it was like, oh yeah, you're gonna we're gonna pay your tuition and everything. And then I didn't read it. <laughs> So I had to uh, change my major to math and keep it that way. Oh, So I have an undergrad degree in math. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that, that, was, uh, that was cool, I guess. Yeah, it was cool. But I didn't get to explore other things. And then I had a REU. You know what REU is? No. It's a undergrad research experience. It's okay. like an internship for undergrads, but just doing research. Okay. At MSU. Oh, cool. Uh, when I was a junior. And then um, after talking to a couple of professors, they was like, you should apply for grad school because you're pretty good at this. And I was like, I don't think so. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I am. But they were like, you should apply. We would waive your fees and stuff. And I was like, well, that sounds free to me. So. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Red Bike Delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery-powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, 
or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one Earth. <laughs> so I did it, and then I got accepted into the PhD program, but I only wanted my master's, but there was like, you have to pay for your master's. And I was like, oh, well, what's the free option again? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it, it just kept going from there, so. Wow. So how long have you been in school? Total. Probably since I was three. <laughs> Smart ass. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, I mean. Uh, like college. How long have you been in college? Um, so, I started my undergrad 2014 till now. So, like, eight years. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Is oh, it? How old are you? How old do you think I am? I would say you're, like, my age, like, 28. Wow, that's crazy. You old as hell. Wow, that is disrespectful. Am I? <laughs> you're not 30, right? No, I'm no. I'm 25. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're roughly my age. <laughs> really rough, but <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I'm 25. Um, it's just crazy to think about eight years, like, in school. I, I work at General Motors, and I I just got to my nine-year mark, creeping up whoa. on 10 years. Like, wow. that seems like a long time to me. Yeah, like, what do you do what do I do there? Yeah. I do assembly line work. So for nine years for nine years. So I could imagine that, yeah. like, like I imagine, like I think about all the like accomplishments and all the things that I've done in in that period of time, and it just seems like a long time. It is a long time, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, going to school in New York, um, it was a, a great experience because I had a great group of friends. Uh, the school that I went to was really big. Uh, it was Mega Evers College. So Mega Evers, big activist in the U.S. Mm. And there was this college name after him, like a little over 40 years ago. What's his name? Medgar Evers. Oh, okay. He's one of the three M's, like Malcolm X. Oh, okay. Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, Mega Evers. Yeah, yeah. He was assassinated early, so a lot of people don't of know Of course he was. Him, but, but he was the one actually, um, he was more so like Martin okay um peaceful voting rights so that school was named after him and that school had a multitude of different cultures like it was wild it was super wild like you go there and every country you could think about everyone was there wow yeah people used to be dancing in the hallways people used to be dancing outside we used to have like uh block parties because our school was so small because it's new york right it was in yeah. brooklyn so you used to shut down this one street and we would have spring fest or fall fest which was this party wow and the entire school would fit there wow yeah, yeah, yeah. how many students went there um would you say i would say definitely less than three thousand. probably wow. even less than that like, that's crazy much less that's crazy but I don't want to like, but it's diverse, like yeah, extremely diverse, extremely. And it was like 70% women too. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your chances, you know, were pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what are you doing now? I mean, you are at MSU. Mm. Uh, what's your goals and what's your, what's, what's, what's in, what's store, what's in store for the future for you? Graduation. Great. And when is that? <laughs> Uh, hopefully next year. So actually, 
uh, to be more serious with, with your question, like, you know, I'll be a smart ass. <laughs> I joke all the time, right? You know, always, I think humor is, is a blessing. Yeah. Uh, just to laugh at something simple is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I always try to make small jokes every now and then. That's important. Yeah. It's a really important to joke around. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. My wife hates it because, like, she's like, could you just be serious? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? So um, to be serious, so uh, I do research. Uh, so specifically, I do NLP research, which is natural language processing. So I focus on uh, societal harms. The ones that are socially constructed, like women are this, men are that, uh, or stuff against the LGBTQIA plus community. And, uh, or even social harms that arise from BIPOC communities. So that's black, indigenous, people of color. Uh, so I just had a couple papers uh, accepted to conferences. So I got to travel around the U.S. and maybe around the world to present those. Wow. Uh but in its entirety, I just like to focus on linguistics um, with a computer and then see not just what you can learn from the machine learning algorithms, but what you could learn from the people that create the data. Then you make machine learning models specific to that. So let me give you a prime example. Um, so you have, let's say, mainstream american english which is what's up right right then you also have what's called african-american english or aae where people say yo what's up to you you know exactly those things are exactly the same right, right. yeah computer does not and it produces a like, horrible results what's the results so say for example you have something called machine translation so machine translation is you go to Mexico and you're like, damn, I don't know how to say hi. And you type in hi in Google Translate, you get hola, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's machine translation. If you say, what's up in English, it'll say, que pasa, right? Same thing. But if you say, what's up, which is the same thing linguistically, they're like semantically equivalent. It spits out mal, the word mal, which means evil or bad. So, the goal is to how can you make mainstream American English, which is, let's say, M-A-E, let's just condense that, mm-hmm. and A-A-E, which is African American English. How can you make those two words similar in this semantic space to produce the same result? Because they're the same word. Yeah. To us, we know exactly the meaning. Right. And it should be the same meaning in a different language. Because right. they're all English, English language varieties, even... Uh, dialects so every now and then I have like this American accent and then I have a American accent mm. so I can also switch my accents according to how I speak who I speak to and how comfortable I get why, so, do, you, why do you do that because sometimes it's kind of annoying to be like huh what you said can you say that one more time <laughs> like you know it's kind of it kind of it's kind of annoying sometimes yeah uh, but sometimes I can't help but to so do you have to actively think about changing your accent when Most you're talking? Most times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even now, right? Yeah. Just to get some words across, um, it would switch into, so there's like a spectrum. So you have my Trini accent over here, and then you got the American one over here, and then you got to... I can tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got to, 
I it, it just wavers sometimes. Wow. And sometimes it's like all the way here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then if I talk to family, it's all the way over here. That's interesting. So it just yeah. So you're gonna hear a, a change every now and then. That uh, is very interesting. But I don't have like actual control over it sometimes. Uh but if it's all the way like the American one, definitely have full control. <laughs> but when I get like a little com- comfortable or I guess excited about something. It'll just keep going back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah, right. And I'm like, right. damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that always kind of fascinated me was different accents from different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Like, why is why do why do we have that? Why is there a different southern accent? Yeah, why is there a southern accent? Why is there like a Boston accent or like a Chicago accent? Access like to a, education. Or like a northern accent. It's access to education. These things all go all the way back to slavery and the freedom of slaves um so i don't know say for example msu was like built up in 1855 not a good time for black people here right so there was even schools in the south that only allowed one black student at a time to go there and there was this one guy who got his his degree he had to sit in the corner of the room while the other students were right in front directly of like the chalkboard or we call it a blackboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still scored higher than them. And then more black students started to get enrolled because the white students were asking him like, can you teach us? And he did. It's, it's really out of, I guess the, the access to the education and the people that are around you who allowed you to speak certain things. Um, coming to America and you learning about American history, it's not as great as you would think it is. No, it's not. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, right? Uh, being in the Caribbean or being in any other part of the world, especially countries uh, that are considered like two world countries, mm-hmm. when you get access to cable, I think I was like what, 11 we didn't have cable before, right? Wow. So yeah, I was like eleven, and I remember me and my cousin, we had a little TV and we had a box, like a cable box. Uh, you hit a different box, box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all of those things I had to practice, right? Like A's in Amer in America, like O's are pronounced as like A's. Oh wow! And like double T's are pronounced as D's. Did you remember that? Like this is what? Oh what is right, it? water. No. No. A bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Bottle. Right. Not a bottle. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. But it's pronounced differently in different parts of the country too, right? I guess so. Yeah. But most likely. Like I think, Northern, I think Northerners run everything together. Do they? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Where North? Like Michigan. <laughs> like the Northwest. Oh, no. Yeah. The Northeast. I've, this is the foodest. I've stayed. Oh, okay. I just visited other places. But, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Florida. So people talk differently down there too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Florida is like a melting pot of people too. Yo, it's wild. It's a wild place. It's great. Yeah, and hot. Very hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking about something before this. We were talking about <laughs> running letters together, like D's and T's. Oh no! Before yeah. that, uh, the cable. Oh yeah, the cable. Yeah, right. yeah. So I was like eleven uh, when we first got cable, and I remember watching TV, and then you got Disney Channel. You have like actual cartoon network and that cn that they got now yeah um boomerang and stuff but you have you had channels like mtv 
VH1 and stuff like that. You're watching these American movies on other channels, and you're damn like, damn, this is this is what it is to live in America. Like, this is the only country on TV, right, that used to idolize having a big house and a white picket fence mm. and a lawn and grills and stuff. And you're just like, damn, I want to get rich and move there. <laughs> everyone, that's the that's the I- ideology everyone has. Yeah. And then when they get here, it's like, you got taxes. You want to move to New York? <laughs> oh, you want to pay $1,600 for a room? Yeah. Like, there's apartments in New York that is smaller than this room. I believe it. Yeah, it's horrible. I believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you walk in, you have a bed and a shared bathroom, maybe a cabinet for a closet, and that's it. Whoa. Yeah. Do you ever live in one of those? No. <laughs> but I have friends who do. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Why would anybody choose to live that way? Because you can get all your dreams in New York. You can? Yeah. What dreams are those? So if you want to act, um, the school's there. Yeah. There's people who play, I kid you not, there's this guy who played uh, $3.5 million violin Whoa. in the subway. Wow. Because he was back line or back row in Juilliard, and he had to practice, but he couldn't practice in school. And I used to go to practice or hang out with friends late, so we would take the subway, and he's in there. Wow. And I was like, damn, this is really good. And then one day I went to Juilliard. Um, so when you have like back row, they want to like come up to like fifth row or whatever. Yeah. You get like free tickets. You know, you always look for the free stuff. You know, that's <laughs> you can enjoy. I mean, you could pay for stuff, but if you could find it free, like why not? Right. Right. Um, but the back row always has free performances. So I would always go to Juilliard to look at these, like uh, people who play instruments like the violin, the harp, uh, viola, uh, and when I when one day when I went to Juilliard, I was like, "Wait, this guy looks familiar," and he's playing the exact same thing. And this room was packed; like this wow. room was packed with people. But in the subway, everyone is like, "Yo, move!" Like wow. you're blocking the train. And I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> so, I think that's just a really good example of uh, go where you're appreciated, yeah, and not where you're tolerated. Because he kind of was in the way. Like yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but in Julia, the the atmosphere was completely different. But people didn't realize what was right in front of yeah, them. Yeah, they were walking not. by, not even paying any attention yep. to them, because you're not valued. That's I think that was a great lesson to learn that you're not valued in certain environments. Yeah, you need to go where you are wanted and appreciated, and people could see your value. I think that's pretty cool, though. That I mean, because. To play in a subway, to me, I've never been to New York City, but to me, like, from, you like... To. You need to go. What's up? You need to go. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, to kind of put yourself into one of the, I guess, one of the, like, I mean, it's kind of slummy, right? To go play in, like, a, in, in a subway when you are going to Juilliard. Like, Is you it? don't need to. You don't need to do that, right? You don't need to, but, but I mean, to put yourself into that position yeah. to where people are just walking by you and don't give a fuck about you. Exactly. Like, like it, that's New York in general. That's, that's so crazy. That's New York city in general. That's crazy. Yeah. No one cares who you are. It's because so, there's so many people. There's people. And in New York, they'd be like, so a lot of people think New York people are mean. Mm. New York people are just aggressively polite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, to the point. Yeah. 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 Aggressively polite. Uh, I got somewhere to be all the time. 
Because New York is like this. And when I mean like this, it's like, if you step wrong, like if your Uber is two minutes late, you can miss your train and the next one comes like 17 minutes later. Whoa. Which like, so if I was like coming here and I miss my train, I'm screwed. Yeah. If it was like a hard deadline, like you got some other people coming in, I'm just like, ah, we got to reschedule. <laughs> oh, you always like running to catch a bus. Oh and then the gosh. people curse out the bus drivers and stuff. People fight. I mean. I couldn't make it in New York City. Nah. I'd be late for everything. Or you just would need to be aggressively polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is. That's funny. The luxury yeah. of you having a driveway right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't I don't think I could live in New York City. I don't think I could live in any big metro- metropolitan area. I I don't know. I I mean Lansing's pretty big, but it's not as big as like New York or oh. anything like that. Yeah, but going from it's New like York to here, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's small. Tiny. It's tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can literally get through Lansing in like 2 minutes. And you if see you, the same people over and over again? Yeah. If you go to like like bars and stuff, you see the same people. Right. But in New York, you could legit Never Find, see the same person yeah, again. Never. Like you could just go to different bars and just never see the same people again. So was it a shock to come to the United States? To live here, yeah. Yeah. Not to come. Because I used to like visit okay. like, over the summer and stuff like that. Yeah. I do have family here. So what was the difference from living in Trinidad to living here? Like what was the major There's like a bunch of differences, right? I think for you. For me? Yeah. I've never lived in Trinidad, so I don't know. Ah, okay. So a lot of the food back home is much better. Yeah. Um, it's not even tastier. Being, yeah, not even like trying to be biased or anything, but it sounds biased. We grow stuff. Is it? <laughs> okay. So say for example, um, the Trinidad and Tobago used to be uh British owned. Okay. Like a long time ago, so it still follow a lot of the same rules, um, but now it's trying to get Americanized because. They want like uh, the lifestyle of the Western, right? Yeah, Western countries, right. which is more west of us, which is the U.S. and not north, which is yeah. England. Um, you guys sell stuff, so for example, like organic stuff. Mm. When I say you guys, I just say American, not right? Just, yeah, yeah. Right. We we grow all of that. We grow everything, like everything. Like in my grandmother's yard, we have something called papo, which is papaya, mm. uh, pumpkin, cassava, which is yucca. Corali, which is uh, bitter melon. That's they call it bitter melon. It's bitter, so it's like if you eat it, it's horrible. If for, for you and I, um, younger folks, like under 50 or something, it's horrible. Like, <laughs> but your old people love it. Yeah. So old people eat it because it, it drastically reduces your sugar levels. Oh, okay. Like when I mean drastically reduces it. Like, if we eat it, you might have to want to, like, drink a cup of Coke or something like that because, like, <laughs> or Sprite, yeah. Wow. So, the thing is, a lot of people back home don't get, like, diabetes because of these things because we have a lot of fruits and vegetables that we eat. Right. Or even, like, the Karali leaves. You could drink some tea. You could boil it make some tea. I just read a study, like, I guess it came out in, like, 2019, 2018. It's like, oh, bitter melon is good for, like, helping diabetes, reduce diabetes. <laughs> and er- everyone in the Caribbean was like, of course, we knew that. Bro, you late. Like, you know, <laughs> like, we grew up with these things. Uh, but, yeah, we grew everything. Uh, so we had chickens, ducks, all of these things. Basically farm life. Yeah. Um, so, like, even in the yard, we had uh, guava tree, plum trees, 
you got mango trees. Wow. Everything, everything grows. Everything grows there. Yeah. Um, but when you come over here again, you want the American lifestyle. So yeah. you want the Burger King, the McDonald's. You want this. You want that. You want this, and it's just like, damn, two dollars for a burger. <laughs> and then you go in the supermarket, and it's like ten dollars for chicken. Yeah. So that, I guess that was one of the bigger differences. The next thing is like, uh, we greet everyone with like food and alcohol. Mm. So if you come back home with me now, probably in the airport, my cousin would probably. There you go. <laughs> Here's a beer. <laughs> no, no, a bottle. Oh, okay. <laughs> of alcohol. Wow. A beer is just no. So so here it's like, so say so imagine this is a beer. This is a beer. Yeah. And we go out. We give you a beer. That doesn't happen. Like that's in America. Like bro, I got you a drink. Yeah. Back home they would get you a six pack. Wow. That's yours. Wow. Like, I plan to go back home in a couple of months. I would have friends coming with a case. Oh, my gosh. Like, hey, it's like a, I got you this round. You got me back. No, back home is like, you coming home, I will buy a bottle of Hospitality is insane. Yeah. And if you go home, you got to eat. You got to <laughs> eat. That's one thing. Uh, my dad, he's from, my biological dad, he's from Honduras. And so, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I have obviously a lot of Honduran uh, family members, like his sisters and whatever. And so whenever we go to their house, they're yeah. like, let's feed. Like, here's food. Here's food. And I'm yeah. like, no, no, I'm good. I'm full. I just went there a couple of months ago. Too. Honduras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is it? Just the island off of it. Okay. Not the mainland, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Like it? Yeah, it was good. It was uh, actually went on a hike. It was pretty good. Um, the beach was really nice. Uh, but they was playing, like, soca music, which is music okay. from Trinidad. Oh, okay. Um, all the Caribbean itself, but mostly it originates in Trinidad. Right. And I was like, damn, I know this song. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, how do you know this song? This music is from here. And I was like, I'm from here. And I was like, oh, great. And then we had a like, conversation. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. So I had some barbecue chicken and stuff like that. But it was pretty yeah. good. But I, I really enjoyed the fact that they go back and forth from English and Spanish. Yeah. 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 A lot of people do that, too. And well, and it's a tourist area, too, right? Off where, me, where you yeah, were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one thing my dad was saying that um, Hondurans they they want to speak English, like it, yeah. it, like because that's everybody's goal is to be able to come to the United States. Yeah, because again, that white picket fence, yeah, they, exactly. Life is better on the other side, which I'm sure it is. Yeah. I, also, I think uh, it has to do with the access to things. Yeah, like materialistic things. Yeah. So, say for example, growing up. You had to buy the feed for the chickens, buy the feed for the ducks. Hey, you can just literally just pick up 50 pounds of chicken if you want, just for a, a party if you want. Right. And back home, you can't do that, right? It would cost you hundreds, even thousands of dollars. Wow. So it's just the access to things here yeah. is what, I guess, TV and social media has like promoted. I guess we, like we've gotten so accustomed to that, like how easy access things are. I mean, and we're kind of seeing like the difficulty of that too, you know, right now with the way like the shortages are going and like food, there's food shortages. Like yeah. it's unprecedented. Everybody's like, what, what is this madness? Yeah. I think it was weird. I think it was even stranger when like COVID just hit. And people was buying like seventeen gallons of milk. I was like, no. toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, toilet paper. Everything <laughs> was going crazy. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people here they become like, um, just they just don't know how to perform daily functions, like basic things. Like if hot water goes, people just fall out. Yeah, like, bro, boil some water. Like, 
Like, mm. why do you not have like certain things like a bucket, like right. a, a basin or something? Right. You know. That's funny though that you say that because like you coming from another country, like you understand what it what it's like to have to struggle on a daily basis to just live. Yeah. Whereas like most people in the United States, they can just jump in the shower and there's hot water automatically. Yeah. Like I don't, don't call it a struggle though. I just feel like I know what it is to It's a different lifestyle. Yeah. You know what it is to not have certain things right. and how to live with those things. Right. Like, within your position. So so say for example, uh, like when you live in back home and it's time to shower, there's certain days that the country would lock water off Whoa. to preserve water and stuff like that. Or if the water gets contaminated, remember it's, it's a country of like, let's say 1.3 million people. Or when I was younger, it was less, right? So say like 1.1 million. Right. Uh, if the water gets contaminated with some some for some reason, it would shut town's waters off Whoa. for a couple of days before it's clean. Now what do you do? Rainwater. <coughs> oh, excuse me. You're good. Yeah. Um, so everyone in Trinidad would have uh, these tanks or barrels with rainwater. Um, so you collect rainwater all the year round, and you keep refilling it. You could sometimes it overflows, obviously, right? Because right. you just have too too much. Um, yeah, you just have like say two uh, two tanks, and then you got barrels, like you know, like plastic barrels. Yeah, and you would have. Uh, all of that would be filled with rainwater. So you have all the guttering and stuff like that. You could put a little filter on it, whatever, and fill up these things. You could use that for like your showers and stuff. But obviously, you know, if it's in a, it's rainwater, it's not going to be warm. <laughs> right. So you definitely would just have to boil it or wait and shower in midday when it's the, it's hot outside and the water like warms up in the tank and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. So I, I, it's just a, a different lifestyle. So yeah. You're just like, all right. This currently doesn't work, but it's not the end of the world. Say, for example, yeah. uh, you said you ha- you have a wife. You you at your say your mom's house, and you gotta go on a date, and your hot water. You're gonna call her and be like, "Oh, I gotta cancel because I can't shower." No, right? <laughs> that's weird, right? That's <laughs> that's super weird. No, so everyone just has a different lifestyle. That's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Coming here is easier though, right? You just have more access to stuff like yeah. Especially if you live in an apartment, you just call up maintenance. Right. <laughs> but like when you live other places in the world, you are maintenance. Yeah. So by the time you're like 15, 16, you know how to, you know the trades that people learn in their 20s. Yeah. So you could put tiles down, you could mix mortar. Mortar is uh, concrete. Yeah. 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 So you could, you could do all of these things. You could do woodwork. Yeah. Yeah, most people don't know how to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. We also graduate high school around 15 and 16. So oh, wow, if you learn a trade by the time you're 18, perfectly fine. Right. But hey, you're still in high school at yeah. 18. And you could smoke, but you can't drink alcohol, which I think is. <laughs> and you can do that in Trinidad. Uh, what? If you can smoke, you can drink. What What age is? <laughs> legally? <laughs> 18. Everything is 18. Every, everything. Wow. Yeah. Everything legally 18. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't understand. I never understand about like the, like the rest of the world as well. Also eighteen. What's that? The rest of the world is also eighteen, except for the United States. Why do you think that is? Why do you Re- think it's twenty-one to drink? Reckless. Recklessness. Yeah. But you can join the military and go to war and die for your country. Yeah, you could also 
take out a hundred dollar school loan. Yeah. At eighteen, but yeah. you can't take out a ten thousand ten thousand dollar business loan. Exactly. Yeah. It's America for you. <laughs> this is the things that they do show on TV, right? This is this right. is stuff that they do show on TV. No. Yeah. Exactly. No. But it, but it's interesting. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You should explain this to me. You've been here for what twenty eight years. I couldn't explain it to you. <laughs> I never went to college. That's fine. But I yeah. mean, like, you're, you're like, maneuvering in, in American society. Yeah. You should have, like... A more under, a better understanding. Better understanding of the community. Because to me, I just had to come here and just, like, fall into... Yeah, but you coming here. into it from an outside source, like, you kind of see these things. Like, I grew up in it, so, like, you don't think uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I understand. You yeah. know, like, you grew up in a place where, like, if you're 18 or even 15, you're working, and you're mm. providing, you're learning a trade, and you're you're providing a living for yourself and your family. Yeah, and you could. But in the, in the United States, you don't care. You're 15 years old, you're thinking about getting girls. Going yeah, to school. I, I would assume you would be like a <laughs> sophomore, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I was when I was fifteen, I, I graduated high school. Um and then you have an additional two years because again we use like the British system, right? So okay. you got O levels and A levels. A levels is like um you spend two extra years in high school doing advanced classes and then you go to college or university uh, after that. Uh so yeah, by the time you're fifteen, sixteen, you could start working. You could just stop. Just stop school. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, you actually graduate. Like, everyone graduates. And then you have to reapply for the extra two years because you need to be, like, cream of the crop to do mm. it. But do you have to do that? No, no, no. no you don't have to. It's optional. Oh, that's okay. why you reapply for school. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So. I dropped out. <laughs> uh, because I had the scholarship. <laughs> but I did go back, though. I did go back for, like one tomb because we have okay. trimesters so we call those tombs okay um so i went back for one term and then for like the first spring term which is a january april yeah i got the scholarship i left in like a week <laughs> like two weeks i was just, i told my friends and they're like you lying and then one teacher announced it and i was like yeah i'm flying out like saturday <laughs> like this is like, <laughs> yeah my um my dad he has a couple of kids in Honduras and he's always talking about how he has to send money for them to go to school mm-hmm. like because it's not part of their tax system you know like here in the United States you don't have to pay to go to school you know you just go to mm-hmm. school here yeah you don't have to pay to go to like like elementary oh. school oh I don't know I don't know public yeah. schools yeah, yeah like it's it it's all incorporated okay but like in Honduras yeah, yeah. you have to pay for it like you have to pay for the transit you have to pay for the education books and all that other stuff. Uh. Is that like that in Trinidad? Nah, it's not no. the same. Nah. So you, what do you have to do? Uh, you have like the registration fees and stuff like that. You got to okay. get them registered. Right. But then once you go to uh, like preschool, elementary school is free. And then the government, you have government assistance where uh, we have a, a ministry of education. So we have a minister who's like basically kind of like a governor, mm. but she only oversees uh, education. education. So each school around each year, they have a specific, like a timetable and the, the government would provide all of these books. Yeah. And as you start getting older, the number of books decrease because you save money, you know, mm. 
and then that goes back to the community well the country basically okay so say for example uh you start first year so first year is first grade um you get you have eight subjects you get all eight textbooks and that continues all the way up until like secondary school but when you get to secondary school like the second year like if you do 10 subjects you get like seven other books you'd have to buy the other three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then as you go up it just goes like this but the number just decreases. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, how do you like the United States? Do you like it here in Michigan? It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um scenic, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like uh much better than New York to be honest. Have you had a chance to do do a lot of different things here? Uh like go Can different pla- examples. Like go different places, sightsee. Um, you said it's scenic, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, certain places like Inanaba, uh, Detroit, um, some places up north. Like I want to go to Torch Lake. Okay. Uh, like yeah. the UP. Yeah. Like it's it's super nice. Like you could see things. Uh, I also think it's also interesting that you see there, like running <laughs> across the street. Yeah. I also think it's very strange that you can't do anything to them. But <laughs> yeah, because people hunt, right? People yeah. hunt, but people hunt all the time back home. There's like no season. Oh, okay. If you see a deer that runs into your front yard, you can kill it. Yeah, and today's what Sunday. You could call people over today. <laughs> yeah, and be like, "Yo, we having we call it wild meat. Anything that you don't get in the supermarket, we call it wild meat." Oh, okay. So we have like even groundhogs or something like that. And you just pew pew, and then yeah, you have barbecue. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And you don't have to buy a license or anything. You just kill it. Nah, no license. No. What a wild place. Is it? It sounds wild. It's like the Wild West. I mean, <laughs> so if you have if you have a if you have a home and your family is just chilling in the backyard. Yeah. And a wild hog just comes straight just rampaging through your backyard. It's kind of it's kind of different because here it's like, "Oh my god, protect it." Make sure the kids go inside, protect it, make sure it exits safely. Right. Yeah, back home it's like, oh, get the kids inside. We got food for the next week. See, I think that's a good thing to be mm. able to kill whatever you want, whenever you want. But at the same time. Not whatever you want, right? What's that? Not whatever you want. Not people. Well, no, you definitely shouldn't <laughs> kill people. Yeah. No, cannibalism isn't not good. Um, and certain birds, too, because we, yeah. we got uh, protected birds as well. But, like. Here in the United States, I, I think it's important to have seasons for things and be able to apply for. I mean, because like if anybody can just kill a deer, like how many people are going to kill a deer, and like is there going to be a shortage of them? Like, is there are they going to go extinct? What's going to happen? Like, it's I think it's kind of important to kind of protect them, right? Maybe protect the species. Maybe because you don't want it to, you don't want it to get down below a certain number because once it gets below a certain number then yeah. it's not well it's not it's not like America right it's not like here so right you, when you have hunting season here it's like literally like a hundred thousand people go out yeah to go hunt yeah but that's not that many people in a day I'm talking about statistically oh, right. like around right. the country right yeah we might have a hundred thousand people total total like right for the entire year so right. it's like much different that's true that's yeah, good yeah, yeah like, that's why like here there's hunting as a, as a sport yeah back home is not a sport it's just like you see it in your space you don't just 
today we're getting hunting there and you take yeah. you and all your family and your grandfather and his gun <laughs> that he had from 1944 like you right no, it's not that not that at all have you ever killed anything bugs <laughs> <laughs> bugs out uh, maybe some iguanas too okay yeah yeah Let's cook them oh yeah are they good yeah they great actually yeah yeah so what does it taste like some people say chicken. I would say <laughs> it is kind of remnants of chicken, but it's like if you overcook it, it could be chewy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you would curry it, right? You would curry okay. it. Uh, ducks and chicken, stuff like that. Yeah. Turkey. Pig. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. But stuff that we had in the yard as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like to eat something we call a maniku. What's that? You know what it is, but... uh. It's 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 a it's different here because you can't eat it here. It's it's a possum. Oh okay, yeah. So manicus are exactly the same. They're, they're possums. So that's why I was like, you know what it is. But it's like here they only eat trash and right. Food. But back home they like feast on stuff that is in the garden. So oh. they're more like grass fed basically. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people eat those. Cool. I don't because. They still eat poop. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's yeah. funny. So what you said you're going back to um, Trinidad here shortly. Yeah. How long are you going for? A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks yeah, just yeah. to visit. Yeah, just to visit. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you plan on ever going back? Moving there? Or is you gonna stay here in the United States? Not with a PhD. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get a PhD. So I mean, um I have a lot of things going for me here, so it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to to go back home, at least not immediately. So when you get your PhD, you have your PhD? No, no, no. When you get it, when I get it, yeah, yeah. When you get it, what is your plans after that? I mean, so okay, so currently I'm a, a IT and data analytics intern for Kimberly Clark, which is a huge company that make like a lot of products like Kleenex, Clorox okay. stuff. They're a product company, but they need a uh, data analytics people. Yeah, that's what I do. So. Maybe move down south where it's like warmer. Yeah. Yeah. And not have to live in an apartment. Probably buy a nice yeah. house. Yeah. Probably like four or five bedrooms. <laughs> so I can get like family to come visit me and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we can do what we do back home. But I know definitely when I go to visit, like right now, I can call a family and they like ready. They like I can call, probably call my cousin. He's he probably has alcohol and food <laughs> lined up yeah yeah that's just wow. how it is yeah yeah that's funny it's so interesting the way different um cultures are so accepting to having like family come in and like just i mean because they they're willing to just have them come into their space and stay with them while like they're in town like for instance i have a, a cousin who lives in uh uh, Rock Hill, uh, South Carolina, and she, they're like, every time you come come by, just you can stay with us. We don't. It doesn't matter. And but like, like other people, like Americans, they 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 don't want to be in, like their house. They don't want people in their house. You know, it's it's just, just different. It's it's different. So you don't let people stay here? No, I let people stay here. Oh, great. Yeah. Right. No, I'll I be back. What's up? I'll be back. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just it's just different. Like the way people are, like like actual Americans, and then and that's one thing I realized too, because like 
I found my I found that side of the family just mm-hmm. recently, a couple of years ago. Okay. And they were just so accepting of everything. And they're just like, Yeah, just stay with us. And you're like, you don't even know me. Like, yeah, basically you, it's like you, that. I can stay with you. And it's just it was wild. Yeah. Once you consider family, you consider family. Yeah. Well, yeah. they don't even know me. Like they're just like, We know he's family. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you consider, right? They don't even right. need to know you. Yeah. So be like, Oh, that's whose son? Oh, whose daughter? Whose cousin? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well then family yeah and then they get to know you over the course of you actually staying there right so but also in turn that it's about of it's like uh morals and values so if you get up and you like offer to wash your dishes you offer to help cook you offer to do these things they're like okay so now you gain like family points (laughs) (laughs) but a lot of things is like uh also living here you have uh people that don't want to do basic stuff yeah like that's why. So even when I when I was coming in, I was like, "You want me to take my shoes off?" It was just a house greeting because yeah. there's certain certain places, even certain cultures, um, you can't wear your shoes. Right. Yeah. And I I went to school in a Muslim high school, so you have different oh, yeah. types of high schools in Trinidad. So let's say if you break them down into like D one, D two, D three, uh, D one schools are the top schools. They're always religion based. So that community of uh, people who are that religion, yeah. They fund that school. Oh, wow. So you have Catholic schools, Baptist schools, um, Muslim schools, Hindu schools, like all over the country. Wow. Uh, all over the country. And these are like top tier schools. Wow. And then you have D2 schools, which are government secondaries. So the government funds these schools. The government. That's where the poor people go. Nah, not that <laughs> one. The other one. <laughs> so actually, all of this is still free, right? Okay. So all of this is still free, but from elementary school, which we call primary school, you have this uh, exam called SEA, which is secondary entrance examination. Oh, secondary uh, assessment. Say so yeah, secondary entrance assessment, SEA or C, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have to write this exam, which is basically kind of like SAT. Yeah. So it's like math, English, composition, which is like guess storytelling basically writing yeah yeah Yeah. like writing yeah yeah yeah. we call it composition right that's what we call it really yeah great yeah yeah. Yeah, so you have uh you have that exam and according to how you score your percentile you get zoomed to whatever school okay and you always try to shoot for like those d1 right yeah yeah so i went to one of those d1s uh which happened to be muslim based um well, I grew up in a Pentecostal wow. uh, house, so it was different. So that was like culture shock. Yeah. Um, but I went to primary school at a Presbyterian school, which was like wow. a new. <laughs> it oh new yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it was always different. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't choose? You, were no, just, you don't want to choose, right? You don't want to choose which religion-based school you could go to? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you, you, do, you have four choices. Right. The Baptist. But, yeah. So the first one. Catholic. um the first one I think I remember was Presentation College. And I think, I don't want to get it wrong, but I think that's a Catholic school. Okay. And then the other one was probably Catholic as well. Um, and then it was um, Ashja Boys, which was Muslim. That's the one I got to, like my third. And then the Baptist school was. How was the Baptist one? It was good. Yeah. I mean, I never went there, but. The school itself was good. Like, I had a lot of friends from there that we also did track. Like, we okay. competed against each other. Yeah. Uh, but their football team was amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, everyone's football team was good, but that school, f- for some reason, was just... People mm. went there for football. Like, wow. that was their first choice. Wow. Um, and others went for, like, other reasons, right? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, Napari, my boys, I think they were really good at cricket. And then other schools were good at football or swimming. Like, presentation was really good at swimming. Yeah. Um, my school was really good at cricket, but I wanted to do track. Like, i always been running, so... Um, any of the other three schools would have been better for me. I had <laughs> right. to like write a letter to the principal allowing wow. me to do track. Wow. And then I broke the school record like <laughs> for my age group. Wow. And then he was like, yeah, we're going to allow more people to do this. Now. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, the last one is called Junior Sec. Okay. The D3. Okay. And that's I where think. anybody can just go? Uh, that's the one that's like three years. Okay. That's the one that you do as soon as you hit like 14, you immediately start learning a trade. Like you graduate and learn the trade. So by the time you hit 15, 16, you could go straight into the workforce. Whoa. Yeah. But they're trying not to do that anymore. So they're trying to make the junior sex are junior secondary. Okay. So then you have senior secondary, which is the government secondary schools. Why don't they want to do that anymore? Uh, They think a lot of teenagers are in the workforce. Oh, okay. And they kind of like robbing them of like they're drowning it out a little bit, like ah, like a like they don't want to just rob like flooding it. young kids of school life. Oh, because while you go to school for three years, they don't really get like the prom that everybody else has. Right, because you just graduate at like a junior or something. Right, yeah. Right. So they're like, you yeah. know what? Let's make all the schools five years, except for the D one schools, which is additional two. So seven year school. That's one thing I wish the United States would do. I wish they would have like some sort of trans transition program aside from like going to college mm-hmm. for like to where you could go learn a trade. Like they do right? Not like that. No, they. I mean, you can choose to go to like a trade school, right? But like you can't really transition. Like, oh, you mean like to do like a couple classes, get your associates, and then like go to a trade? Yeah, yeah just like work into it. Um, I don't know. It's but it's it's accessible. So that's the you thing. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can definitely go from high school and do like programs. Yeah. You could get college credits as a, a junior or senior. Right? Yeah. When you get those college credits, you may be just shy of a bachelor uh, associate's degree. So you could go to college for a semester or two, get a degree, and then by the time you're like eighteen, nineteen. Definitely go straight into a trade. Right. That's not a bad way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you want, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're somebody who doesn't think that you have a future in school, and a future like in a like a professional setting, that would be the best way to go. Yeah. That's the, probably the route I would have gone. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Also, you can make a lot of friends who like do stuff with like you work at General Motors. You could. You ha- you could also go to any mechanic store, uh, or just off the book mechanic at fifteen and be like, "Hey, I just graduated school at fifteen and I want to do something. I could work for you for free, well, and then get your experience, right? You know, and, and then, then open up your own open shop. up your own shop in your own yard. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do anyway. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like I feel like different cultures and different countries have it kind of have it down as far as the educational system. 
the United States is still kind of stuck in this like 1940s. Like we need I think to even before that, right? Yeah, probably. I'm not even like trying to downplay what you're saying. I really yeah. agree with you. One thing that I also realize here is like, okay, so in Trinidad, there is a lot of colonization that went on. So like Spanish, Portuguese, French, uh, English. So you have like communities that still speak Spanish. Like right. the entire country still does. There's communities that um, we have indentured laborers that came in a long time ago uh, from India. So you have communities that speak Hindi or a lot of different Indian languages. I went to a Muslim school. So that community where I was in, everyone spoke Arabic. Like we had to do that every day. Whoa. Everyone speaks English. Everyone speaks English Creole or Spanish Creole. And everyone is perfectly fine with that. Hey, you speak Spanish somewhere and people are like, go back where you came from. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is, it's real weird that uh, in the American society that people like downplay people that have the skill yeah. to code switch between languages, not yeah. just dialects. Yeah. I think that's strange. It is strange, especially because the United States is a melting pot for all these different countries. You, Is it? It should be. Should be considered a melting pot. I mean, you wouldn't say it's a melting pot? I mean, fine, melting pot. I would say a melting pot, like, we're supposed to be accepting of all these other countries and having people come from all these other countries to this one place to help make America what it is. I mean, you there's, so many, there's so many different cultures. You said one word in there. What's that? You said supposed. Supposed to. I'm, because you're you're debating me on this. <laughs> so, oh, right. So I'm just... Yeah. Supposed, right? That's yeah. your definition of what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, yeah. But it's not, right? I would say at one point in time, it was more of a melting pot, like back when everybody was immigrating here. Yeah. Um... I agree to you to some extent. Like America itself as a whole could be. But you got communities that do not accept anything less of like a specific demographic group. So you're talking about acceptance. You That's what you said. But I'm talking about like people <laughs> coming here. Yeah. Um, people coming here like they're melting pots. Right. Like it's supposed to be this melting pot. Where people can, to be. where people can come from all these different countries and come here and be accepted and be who they are, yeah. and their cultures can be joined into the community. They can open up restaurants that they can speak whatever language they want in there. That's what it's supposed to be, yeah. correct? But what is it? Oh. I don't know. What is it? I mean, coming from somebody who's an outsider, what do you? What is? What is your perspective of it? It depends on the community that you go to. Yeah. So again, uh, growing up in a different place and i say you have remember i just said um or previously mentioned the different communities that you have yeah so you have all these different cultures all these different ethnic backgrounds and then you come to a country thinking like exactly what you just defined right is what it's supposed to be right and then you get here and it's like i found out the kkk was founded in michigan I didn't know that. Bro, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. I didn't even know there's certain places that I want to visit. And then I'm learning about sundown towns. We're in 2022. Do you know what that is? No. Really? Yeah, no. I should tell you to Google it, honestly. Yeah, I'll Google it. What a sundown town is? Yeah. Okay. Sun downtown. Mm -hmm. 
do it live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to have a setup um, where we can, like, pull things up on the TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Okay, so Sundown Town. That, Sundown Town. That's what it is. Sundown towns, also known as unset or sunset towns, gray towns, or sundowner towns, are all white municipalities or neighborhoods in the United States that practice a form of racial segregation by excluding non-whites via combination of discrimination law, local laws, intimidation, or violence. Whoa. So basically. So it's a racist town. Yeah, there's multiple of those. Like stuck in the 1960s. Before that, right? Because the violence, that's really nicely written. Yeah. They'll kill you after. Huh. That's interesting. Sunset. So where, where, what towns? Like where? Yeah. There's still places in Georgia, Virginia, other places. Tempe, Arizona. There's until the early 1960s. There's probably still in almost all states. So I would I would assume that it's it's got to be illegal, right? This is America. <laughs> so it says Tempe, Arizona. Um, until the 1960s, Tempe was a sundown town where African Americans were permitted to work, but encouraged to live elsewhere. In 1965, Warren and Carl Livingston were the first African-Americans to buy property in Tempe. So I would assume that the remnants of that is still there, right? There. There, yeah. But yeah. there's still towns right now. I, I want to look up what towns. Yeah, Sorry. you can search sundown towns now or existing now. Like, when you come over here, you just, people just, especially being, I guess, black, but being a... Uh, consider myself Afro-Trinidadian, right? Yeah. And you come in here and people think, oh, yeah, you're black or just African-American. Like, you grew up here your entire life. Like, if right, I say absolutely right. nothing or just use the American accent, everyone is like, oh, yeah, you're American. All right, cool. Um, but then learning all the culture. And Honestly, all stuff, I thought you were know. American. Yeah. Yeah, when you got I here. I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Let me not. Let me just hit you with the left turn real quick. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, learning all of these things, especially moving to New York, learning the history behind uh, Central Park was heartbreaking for me, and so much for so much people, like heartbreaking for a lot of people who even live there. Mm -hmm. So you, you heard about Central Park, right? It's like a huge. It's I can't find anything on it right now, but. You can find anything on Any it? Any active? No. I, would I wish I could. I, I have to read through these articles and stuff. I probably can. <laughs> yeah, you find it. Um, Central Park, though. What was that? Uh, so back then, like a lot of years ago, there used to be a very rich black community that lived there. And they burned it out. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 No one talks about that. No, That's I actually it. just heard that on a podcast. Yeah. 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 It, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of black communities that have been in the U.S. where 
they burned it down or drowned the community. Right. Um, and it puts them in poverty. Exactly. Yeah. So now you have all of these people who like still asking for reparations or even just laws. And I think it's it's really strange when I just learn about the things that happened around the 1960s. You had a civil rights movement, but it wasn't a movement. It was a, a war, basically. Yeah. yeah. To be civil, bro. Like, like you have the LGBT community asking for equal rights. You have African-Americans and black people asking for civil rights, which is like here. Yeah. Like basic human needs. Right. Um, which is great because the LGBTQ uh, I plus community has made like tremendous progress. But in this in this country, there's still much more to be done for a lot of minority communities, including that one. Yeah. But again, this is this is America. So who could benefit the most, I guess? People make laws. And if they're not directly affected by it, then it gets pushed to the side a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's whatever's best for them at that time. Yeah. Let's see if you can find something on this. We'll see. I found, I mean, I just I had a bunch of articles pop up. <clears throat> I feel like so we're an hour in and it's now getting intense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just find a list. Uh, I don't have a list, but they they have like. Oh, here we go. States. A list of sundown towns. Oh, I do have a list. Um, let's see. So this is. Um, Sundown Towns by State. Okay, so I was on this. You was on this? Yeah. You got to click the states. And that's all the, that's all of them? Not all of them, but all the, the ones cities. that are listed. Some that were listed. And there's a lot that are listed. <laughs> you You had no idea of this? No, no idea. Hmm. East Lansing. What I've learned uh, here is being black in America is cool AF <laughs> but it's also dangerous AF depending on where you go right everywhere yeah <laughs> not depending everywhere right so there is a list but you got to click on the city cuz i think it's almost every city that's uh um listed like here in Michigan yeah and then you just click on it and then it tells you if it was or not so it's kind of difficult to find. But like I clicked on East Lansing and it said something about like it may or may not have been. Or yeah, I know for for a fact that uh Gross Point was kind of rough. Was it? Mm -hmm. Um so you learned that being black is cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah, all over the country, right? Yeah, all over the country. So many different things, food, music, fashion sense. Yeah. Just originated from the same people who were oppressed. 
but it got rebranded yeah. to someone else. I mean, almost a lot of a lot of things came from the African uh, African American community, like yeah. um, music, even like country yeah. music. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, did you know? Uh, like, I just well, I always knew about it, but I found out more details about it. Uh, Elvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over like he was six hundred. He was appropriating it, right? Yeah. He had like over six hundred uh, recorded songs, over six hundred, and he wrote none, like wow. absolutely none. Whoa, like not a single one. Um, he re- used to record artists, but he used to sell, he used to send the the artists contracts, and they had to give up fifty percent of the rights to the song, Whoa. and then. They didn't mind because back then when he sold like 400 million or yeah. 4 million or whatever, um, they would get a portion of that. Right. So they was like, okay, I'm making these songs and 20 people come into my speakeasy concert, <laughs> uh, but you got, you selling out arenas. So why not get a check for 60 K at the time? Right? right. Right. Compared to making like $300 at a speakeasy. Right. And I play there every week, every night. In the week. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it was like smooth finessing, I guess. Yeah. It's crazy. Our history is crazy. Yeah. But like, what do you do about it today? I mean, because like, it just seems like one of those things that like, and, and it's one of those subjects too. Like every time you bring it up, people are get angry from like, like, black people should have reparations or they shouldn't like who, who, and who, do, who pays these reparations? Like, cause if like my ancestors didn't do anything, why should I have to pay? Like, right. this is a huge point of contention today. Right, right. Like, what do you do? What could be done? I mean, the government, the government. right? So, yeah. so first off we go with the government. So the government, so say for example, uh, not getting too much into detail, but this is an example. So, you have troops and you have a budget for these people that go a billion dollars, a hundred million dollars and stuff like that. And you still have Katrina that hit in 2008. I was in Trinidad. I was probably like 11, 12. And we sent barrels to the United States. Like I had four pairs of shoes. I sent three. Wow. Yeah. I had to use my church shoes to go to school. Wow. Everyone, you know, started making fun of you. Like, oh, yo, church boy, blah, blah. Didn't really matter because when it's like, yo, you had 10 pairs of boxers. There's seven days in the week. Send three. Wow. That's like, this is legit what my grandmother said. Wow. So you're then like, damn, you're sleeping, you know, balls out at night. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? So, which is fine because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people like lost everything. You still have communities that you can drive by, that you can see a house that's in a dilapidated state mm-hmm. that's been there for 14 yeah. years now? Yeah. Bro, what? Have you, there's places in Detroit that are abandoned, yeah. like completely abandoned. Dude, you can buy a house in Detroit for like three grand. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then spend like 30K doing like uh, renovations, just renovations yeah. and stuff. Like light ones, not like, because you don't have to fix the foundation because these houses are like 70 years yeah. old, right? Yeah. But if you go to like other countries, so say for example, like Qatar, Morocco, mm-hmm. like other places that all in Europe, they fix these communities. Right. People look and then be like, yo, the Middle East, there's certain places in the Middle East. The entire country is rich. Government caters to all its people. Right. 
yeah, there's certain things going on right now in the Middle East. But let's look, for example, like Qatar, or you have like um, the Emirates. Yeah, you look there and you're like, damn, it's so rich because the country doesn't have to waste its money and resources yeah. on like unnecessary stuff. Well, and that that's kind of the problem too with the United States is we send money to other countries so they can rebuild their communities. Yeah. But yet we have communities here like Chicago and Detroit and like uh uh um the one other one you just mentioned. Yeah, New Orleans. And, yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, like yeah. we have all these communities that have been ravaged by disaster or just like they're just poor ridden communities from yeah. like the past and we don't fix them. Yeah. And that I think that that's actually a good start that would be a good start to fix these communities. Mm offer more opportunities yeah. for the people that live in those communities. That way, you know, once they rise, everybody rises. Yeah, exactly. Also, this is just in my personal opinion. A lot of people <laughs> may not agree with this, but I think something needs to be in place for countries that their annual revenue is like over a billion dollars. You can't donate, like publicly donate. Don't like, you know, <laughs> right? like Amazon is addressing this problem or Microsoft or this Kimberly Clark, some, some big company. Right. And then others could follow suit because yeah, people donate. Yeah. But I learned that when you donate like a hundred K, you can write that off. Yeah. Right? yeah. So are you really donating for real? No, it's a tax write off. Exactly. I mean, I guess who cares about what your motive is? You're still helping people, but no, I think the intent, the intention is what really matters, right? I think it does matter. But, I mean, how do you know what somebody's intentions are? That's the th- When they that's genuinely the do it with nothing in return. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's not the case here. That's not the lifestyle here. Lifestyle here is greed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're that rich. Yeah, the lifestyle here is greed. You have people spending money on, on really unnecessary things. Yeah. Tens, 20, 20 cars, just collecting stuff. I mean, like, of course, you can also, you can always do these things. Yeah. But a lot of these people, in my opinion, once again, once it doesn't affect you, it's like, eh, I don't really care. But say, for example, I've met people before that had a lot of money and they didn't care, like, about, like, they would buy boats. I've met, like, hung out with kids, like, around my age, like, 17, 18, like, when I moved here, who have boats. Or they get like Mercedes Benz and stuff oh, like that. They, they just get it and they crash it, like total it, and they get a new one like two right. weeks. And I was like, damn, that's that's wild. That's mommy like, and daddy paying. Yeah, for right. It. I would drop my phone, crack my screen, and I'm like, damn, I gotta go to one of these <laughs> phone stores and like, you know. And then I've seen those same people and someone in their family may get diagnosed with something. And the whole family dynamic just changes. Yeah. You crash your car, you got to find a job to fix it. We got to pay bills for your mom. You yeah. got to pay bills for it. And then they're like, damn, we got to give back to the community. Now they're going to take all that money they used to waste. You like go down to a homeless shelter. What was this? Right. Like, right. You know, that's why I think representation matters. So like when you watch these movies now, you see someone in a wheelchair, someone with bandages on, or a movie starts out with a person with cancer that like you got you got to educate these people right. because now you just got TikTok. Yeah. You get famous off yeah. doing a four second dance. <laughs> Even though I am a dancer too, right? But I mean like <laughs> you just have, you just get rewarded for things that don't really matter in the long term. Yeah. So who are you like a year from now? Still doing TikTok. Great. You could also make a lot of money, but like but what's what are your you doing impact? With yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. That's why I, th- I love my research. Well, and that's, 
influence is a big thing, right? Like if you have a platform to where you can help other people or you uh, are making a difference, like people are following you, you have a pretty big following. Like what are you doing with that following? Exactly. Like that you got to be an influence. Yeah. Yeah. That's why uh, after the incident with George Floyd, a lot of people went to the pages of celebrities to see what they would say. Yeah. A lot of people just went MIA. Um, a lot of people did the blackout Tuesday, which yeah. is to just post a black picture. Um, and people just ignored it. So I think if you have a platform like that, yeah. But as soon as someone crosses like a celebrity, like a manager, or, like a other artist, like in a diss song, mm-hmm. they immediately on live, immediately putting up a post, being petty, Twitter going crazy. But the loss of life, or the loss of life, is just like yeah, I'm just I'm not I'm in, I don't because I don't want to lose fans. I don't right. want to lose followers. You know? Right. It's more like an image thing than an actual act. Yeah. Of kindness. Yeah. So it's like, I want to maintain my image. I mean, that's a natural inclination for human beings, right? They want to be liked by everybody. Yeah. And they don't want to make people mad. And I mean, that's one thing that I do in this podcast. I, I've had to try to learn how to like, like, because it's easy to like, want to just be liked and say things that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's important too to just say how you feel and and whether it's like popular or not. I mean, yeah. it's good to like have these discussions and work your ideas out. Yeah. And and learn. That's how you learn. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think uh everyone always wants to gain a sense of belonging. Yeah. Uh opinions do matter as well. Yeah. But respect is is a big thing that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. So let's say, for example, it's something that I don't like. I could respectfully tell you this. Yeah. And respect your opinion as well. Yeah. But people are already just like, F you, F you. I know. This, this, it's, that. So it's so crazy. quick to just retaliate because a lot of people hear to reply. Yeah. But they don't listen to understand what you're saying. It's true. It's a big problem. And I think it's because of our, our attention spans aren't very big. I mean, we we, we watch these thirty second clips on yeah. on TikTok. We're like, oh, fuck that guy. Don't yeah, like him. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, it doesn't even take that long, right? No. Like, say for example, have you seen the the Dave Chappelle special? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love Dave Chappelle. <laughs> what do you What do you think? Do you know like the all backlash, the whole situation? What yeah, with think? the LGBTQ community. Honestly, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think I don't think he hates the LGBTQ community. I believe that. He had a friend that he loved who was LGBTQ. Um, and uh, I don't know. I guess I don't really have like a, a, a certain thought one way or the other, but I don't think he's like against the community. Yeah. I think at this point now he's a point of contention in that community. So now he's just riding that wave. Yeah. But but I, this is a thing like with comedians, like comedians, comedians make fun of things. That's their job. Yeah. And, people get angry when they when they say things that they think they shouldn't be saying but it's like that's literally the last profession out there where you can say the most wild shit make fun of things and i don't know yeah i think it's important to ha- like have have that 
Yeah. As long as you're not being hateful. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Once you know being hateful. You know, yeah. Uh, but again, comedy special, it was something that he, he put out material. A lot of people didn't like it. And yeah. What was your thoughts on it? The comedy special. Yeah. I think it was interesting. There was a little, like some rough moments to be honest. <laughs> uh, there was some rough moments, but there was one point in the comedy special when he's, he said some words that his friend said, and even though his friend was uh, transgender, right? Yeah. Um, he said that she always sat in the front row and that she had a daughter and she always sat in the front row and she used to laugh so hard at all of these jokes that he used to make. And he said one bad joke one time and he said, this is when she just stopped laughing. And I also, I was like, damn, what happened? So I'm like in this now, right? And he said that I'm having an experience and I'm happy. And that's the moment he realized that it doesn't take much to accept these people. Once you're happy, you could do whatever you want. Identify as whatever you want. Once you're happy, because at the end of the day, that's all you really have. I think that's why I mentioned two things that matter to me the most is happiness and the quality of people. Because you have like surface level happiness. It's like, yeah, mm. you get some food that you want right now. Yeah, that's yeah. great. But if you continue to eat well and you get to live longer than, you know, previous generations, your quality of life is improved. The people that you keep around you, you know, you don't want to keep a friend around you that uh, always depends on you. Like, damn, I don't got no money. I could always ask David for some. Right. Which is great because you're a dependable friend. But to solely rely on you, that's not really good because then right. you're going to feel like you use all the time. Right. Then your happiness uh, and like you're going to have some emotional displacement. That's which is not what you want. Yeah. You're going to be like, all right, cool. I could go out. I could always have a good time with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. I could always count on X, Y, and Z, but right. I don't need them because I'm straight. Right. I make sure they're straight. So at the end of the day, your happiness and the quality of people are extremely important. So that's the two aspects that I look at things. So if I'm not happy or the quality of like the environment I leave, yeah literally yeah. yeah 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 i think it it's important too to like you said realize like what kind of people you have around you because if they're not helping you like what's the point exactly like if they're not willing like i've seen it before like whenever you like something simple like if you want to start working out and getting in shape and then you have people who like want to go to the bar or whatever they're like mm -hmm. oh come on man fuck that you don't need a exactly like, you don't come on just have one yeah, beer yeah. like those are the people that like don't care about you and don't care about your like your personal goals and like your personal yeah. journey. Like I mean, of course, your friends will be like, "Oh man, yeah, like, yeah. You can drink a beer." But I feel like also family is like that too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah family's like, the worst because I used to be, like, can be the worst. super duper skinny, like <laughs> like extremely. You're a runner. Skinny. Yeah, but like even before that, I just couldn't like keep down food. Oh, wow. and my metabolism was like way too fast, so I would eat like couple spoons of rice and get full wow. and then burn it off like <laughs> i wish i had that problem yeah <laughs> so yeah so i was like still slim now but i used to be like super skinny like i would do like this and you'd see like my <laughs> like i was just because i just always wanted to be i always wanted to be like skinny yeah but i also like couldn't help it at the time right um so when i was like all right cool i want to start going to the gym or start eating more how can I slow down my metabolism? It's like, oh, you'll be skinny forever. Like, you'll lose weight. <laughs> like, oh, you got people in your family that are most likely overweight. 
and you got people telling them you'll never lose weight. You would always be this size forever. Yeah. You're going to die early. Those are the people you don't want. Yeah. No. And then when you do it, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was just pushing you reverse psychology. <laughs> like, nah. I would unfriend, unmom, undad, uncousin, anybody <laughs> quick. Like, I, I'm not even joking. Like, I yeah. would really, you're not for me. Yeah. 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 No, it's important to realize those negative and, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like, uh, just negative relationships, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we're an hour and 23 minutes into this thing. Okay. You're like, okay, keep going. Yeah, as long as you're comfortable. <laughs> I usually I'm keep fine. them around an hour because people kind of start checking out. Again, short te- attention span. Yeah, I don't have a short attention span. I code yeah. for hours, so like, <laughs> actually, it doesn't even feel like an hour to me, but uh, anything you're accustomed to until you're ready to kick me out. No, no, I'm, I'll go however long you want to go. Um, I just don't know if you have certain things you want to get to on this podcast before we Um, wrap it up. I mean, anything you ask me, right? Yeah. Again, I'm not really nervous or anything. It's just conversation. I honestly didn't do my, my work on, um, before you came. Usually I like look up and see like, okay, what are we talking about today? Like, what did the person sign up for? And I didn't do that with you. Okay. I'm like, well, I'll just ride it out. We'll see. Okay. And, uh. Because I was I was working out right up into the moment, like like at twenty minutes before you got here. I could tell. Yeah, could mm-hmm. you could? Yeah, you could. How could you tell? So the little vein right here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having it too. Like you know, it always feels cold. good. Yeah. yeah, he's like Jamel is coming over. Let me do some push ups real quick. Dude, I used to do that before podcasts. I would get nervous, and so I would just start doing push ups. And then it would help rise, oh, yeah. rise my heart and yeah, yeah. my heart rate, and I'd feel fine after that. Why do you get nervous? Why? Mm. I don't anymore. Why you used to? Then? I think uh, I was just like, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm new to the podcast. I was new to the podcasting game, so like meeting new people and not like being afraid of not having something to talk about. I guess because I would get into like a conversation, and three minutes in, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I don't know what to talk about. It was difficult. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, having natural a natural conversation, like a natural flow. Yeah. Into the next. Um, Some people are different too. Like when you sit down with somebody you don't know, and this is the first time you're you're meeting them, you're trying to like get an energy from them. You're yeah. Like, okay, like how do they conversate? And some people like they'll just say like one thing and it's not open oh, yeah, it's not yeah. open-ended you can't like yeah, go yeah, off yeah. you're like okay so like i think some people also they just like their body language too right they just yeah yeah it's like they the question be like nah <laughs> yeah exactly okay so now what yeah if, i've had so i've had episodes like that He's like, so when did you start doing it i was young <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah. sometimes it's not easy i've gotten better at it and I, one thing I realized too is like if somebody's like that, I'll just start talking about myself, and then people can usually kind of relate to things. And then you just start talking about like random shit. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now we have a conversation. Yeah, that's that's just basically how it starts, to be honest. Um, but yeah, you could talk about yourself. Yeah. Or when you say, uh, for example, you didn't do like the work. What do you normally do? Like Google them or something? No. Um. Like. Like. It depends. So, like, if I have, like, a business owner on, um, mm-hmm. I'll go and look and see what kind of business they have. I'll see what kind of things they've been doing um, recently, like, in the community, what kind of things they have upcoming. Um, 
And usually, like, when people sign up, there's, like, a section where they can type in, like, what they want to talk about. Oh. Um, which I don't think oh, you did. I didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> didn't do that. It was, so, like, optional, right? Yeah. Oh, because yeah, it was optional. I think, I think uh, the reason why I didn't do it is because uh, when you invited me, you said uh, you read the article by Voyage magazine. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. So yeah, I actually did do that. my research on you. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of interesting because uh, <laughs> Voyage, actually, Voyage actually, I, I read that article, so I read did that you? I read it a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's why I reached out to you. It's been edited though, has it? Yeah, I didn't know that. What What was edited? If you read it, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> read. I got to read it again. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just, just uh, I guess uh. Some typo stuff because it's like all translation stuff. So I was oh, like, okay. I went back and I was, I I talked to uh, the person who was in charge. I was like, Is it Jessica? Yeah, yeah. She reached out to me. Great, you should do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, it's just like rising star, trying to like highlight some people in Lansing. Yeah, which I think is great because it gives you a little bit of exposure. Yeah. Um. And then you meet some supportive people. Like, I wouldn't have actually met you here if you didn't. Reach yeah. Because I don't really reach out to people. Yeah. Because I, I used to, like, a couple of months ago when I started Cultural Explosion. Yeah. And people just, like, pushed it to the side. Like, yeah, that's going to die off. Because a lot really? of things. Yeah, a lot of things die here in Lansing. Yeah. Because you don't get, um, you don't get a lot of support. So, say, like, in New York, right? Um, I kind of was, like, popular in undergrad. So if I if I started this dance class there, the traction would have been like amazing. Yeah. Here it's like whether you're popular or not, your friends are gonna support you. And yeah. if you don't have friends, one or two people might just come in. Yeah. But it's real strange here because everyone again wants to win. So it's like if your friends support you, you want your friends to tell their friends. Right. But then their friends don't really want to support you because they don't know you like that. Mm. Because I don't know. It's just strange. That's interesting. Because in Trinidad, we have like, say for example, we have these things called bread trucks or pastry trucks. So right now, if you and your wife, whatever family starts to bake, you can have like a, like a truck, like a, not, not an actual truck, but like a, like a food truck, like a, not even like a food truck, like a, like a cart. Mm-mm. I, I, we have these things called maxis, what it's basically, it's like a van mm. with no windows because it's all stuff in the back. Okay. I don't know. I can't really explain it. I could show you a picture of what I'm talking about. Um, but basically, basically is if you make a post or you tell people like, yo, I'm selling, I'm selling these things around the country or in your village or town, everyone would come out and try to support you just to make your first day go like worthwhile. Here, if you don't like do advertising or you don't like yeah. market yourself, it's like you, you would cut your red ribbon by yourself. Yeah. Like, you really do. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's one thing that, um, by doing this podcast, it's not really like a business, but, mm. um, by doing it, like, I've had to kind of, re I've had to reach out to all these people to get them onto the podcast in order to get like some sort of credibility. And then once you get that going a little bit, then you get a little bit, you get these people, you get like an arsenal of people that are willing to support the podcast and it gives you this credibility so that other people can be like, when you invite other people on, they can be like, oh, okay, 
that person was on the podcast. I know this is kind of legit. And then you, it's then it's slow. It's slow going. It's been this process. Yeah, basically. I, I understand exactly what you're talking about. But one thing that I've I've noticed, like with local businesses here in Lansing, is that everybody seems to be supportive of everybody's business um, locally. Like these small startup comp- or businesses, like from the podcast, having these people on. Oh yeah, like they all kind of know each other. Whenever they post something on social media, they sh- they everybody shares it. Um, I don't know. That's one thing I've kind of noticed. Uh, like for this is my friend Jesse. So, oh okay. So he does this from a van. These are all local pastries, like currants roll, sugar cake. So sugar cake basically is super interesting. Are you allergic to coconut? No. Okay, great. So what happened is. You would take a dried coconut. So the jelly inside is hard, right? Yeah. And then you would crack crack it open, take oh, all the stuff out. You would grate the, the coconut, right? When you grate the coconut, you would boil it with sugar, just sugar. So you would heat up some sugar and you would throw all the coconut in there. So it becomes really sticky. Um, then you would put some food coloring in there. Some would be white because the jelly is white like that. Right. But you can make it any other color. So the normal colors that we use are like um, pink, maybe green. Uh, we have these things called purple balls and stuff like that. You can just have a van and just go around selling these things. Wow. And everyone will support. Wow. Not the same here, though. No. I don't think it's the same support. But again, I know something. I know a different kind of supporting style. Because to me, it's like, if you have a podcast, you do have a podcast, right? But imagine you have a podcast and say this is your first podcast. You could get 10,000 likes on it. Right. And you could have no one willing to come on the show. That's how it is here. I have a dance class that gets hundreds of likes all the time. And people, that's, people like message me like, I'm scared. Like, <laughs> what are you scared of? Like, I understand. Were they scared that I might judge them or something? I'm like, no. Like, it's a basic intermediate class. But I always teach, like, basic stuff first. But then when they see me in a party in Detroit or, like, an actual party, like, damn, I want to move like that. Yeah. But I can't move like that, so I'm not going to come to the class. I'm like, oh, what's going on? You know, like, choose. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So That's interesting. That's kind of interesting because, I mean, I see it all the time. Like, people will, um, I don't know, like, especially, like, when I first started the podcast, people are super supportive. Like, I'm talking about, like, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. Like, people like, 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 share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start doing it and people, like, there, a lot of people watched it and then it just kind of slowly dies off. So yeah. People stop sharing it, liking yeah. it, and it just, now it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, that's the but, dying support. yeah. That's how it is. That's that's just something you just you get used to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, you just gotta continue to put out content. Yeah, I mean, uh, as long as you're passionate about it and you work hard and you still yeah. you're doing what you like to do, that's all that matters. Yeah, because I mean, it's intention and motive. So right. if you're doing stuff for views, so like like the actual TikToks and stuff. Yeah, like that, you you don't do it because you could actually dance sometimes. Right. 
oh, you don't do it because you actually care where the dance comes from. So you put it out there for views to get popular. Be like, yo, remix this, right? You know, stuff like that, right? But if you're doing the podcast to actually get to know somebody, then you know, you should have instant gratification from there. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I got someone who's willing to come on the podcast, dude. It's like that every podcast. I'm like, I like. It's crazy to think about too, because like last year, this time, like I struggled getting people to want to come on. Yeah. But now it's like people are just signing up like crazy. Like I might reach out to a few people like you, um, but very rarely do I have to reach out anymore. But Great. it's like an awesome feeling whenever somebody's like wanting to come on the podcast. Yeah. And it's like, and then I sit down and have the conversation with them. And then afterwards I have like this glow about me. I'm like, this was, that was awesome. Oh yeah. You could definitely go with God after this. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to because I worked out for like three hours this morning. I'm oh, sure. wow. That's wild. Not really three hours. Uh, I went for a four mile run. Um, that's also wild. What? Four miles? No. I'm a sprint. I grew up as a sprinter. So. <laughs> So you don't run long distance? I did a couple of times because you it's like mandatory and like track that right. you do like cross right. country. Yeah. Hated it every time. <laughs> I, I even told my coach, I was like, coach, I hate you right now. Like, <laughs> like he was like, if I wasn't like the captain, he would like probably kick me off the team. But I was like, yo, coach, at this moment, I'm not very fond of you. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it was like beneficial, but I hate it. I yeah. completely hate it. Yeah. But I still, I still do like one mile, one and a half mile runs. Okay. Now. Just to keep myself in shape. Yeah. And you lift weights, obviously. I do push-ups. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Your arms are jacked. Not really. Yeah, they are. They're toned. They're They're toned. Just as toned as me. Or probably more. Nah. (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely more toned than mine. Nah, nah, not toned. Yeah. But if I I do go to the gym, though, I swell. Okay. Like, like you see this room? Yeah. It goes away. Like, Mm. I swell really big like what do you I think that is like genetics do you think that's genetic? probably yeah I, I talked to my cousin and he's like um if i like if i start to like actually take stuff like say pre-workout or just eat more like four to six times a day mm-hmm. not like big meals but yeah like, he said that i'll get really big yeah but i realized like i did that one time i gained i gained a lot of weight and i got huge and i started losing my flexibility oh yeah and i was like Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just went right back down. Yeah, yeah. That's so. funny. Um, so how often do you do the dance thing? The dance Once classes? a week. Once a week. Mm-hmm. What days? Wednesdays. Okay. Eight to nine thirty. Where do you where do you do it at? Uh One Love Global. So it's on Martin Luther King. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I only have the space. I I only get that space between that time. Oh, okay. And it's not even guaranteed. It's not like a guaranteed space. Is it like one on one or is it a class? Oh, it's a class. It's a class. It's a definite class. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That is cool. Um, I should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. We're going on two thirty. I got st- like people coming over for dinner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No so, no. um, so if people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Um. So we do have a link tree, link three, uh, link tree. tree, yeah, yeah. Um, but most likely, follow us on uh, Instagram, Cultural Explosion. Uh, you can search the word "actual cultural explosion," but the the tag is like "cultural explosion" without the e, because it's e for everybody. Why did you start that? Why? Yeah. Um. So there's this bar in Alabosa. Uh, this bar named Alabosa in Lansing. It's this African bar. So in the daytime it's like a restaurant, mm. and then in the nighttime it's uh, like African bar, and it was new. It just happened in February, and I went to a party, and it was like twenty dollars to get in. I was like, all right, well, 
I'm in here now. <laughs> like, you know. So I went there and uh, I started dancing. But nobody else, like, nobody wasn't dancing. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, we paid money to come in here. Like, people buying bottles, which I also find is a strange thing in America. Like, people buy $100 bottles that they can buy, like, for $40 outside. <laughs> oh, like, it's, I, I also think that's strange. Anyway, um, I started dancing, and nobody wasn't dancing. And then, like, after, like, I guess an hour, I was just like, all right, get up, everybody, get up. Like, I just started random people, and I was just like, follow me. And then um, I think this is a bad video, but it's on the the actual site. And then I made the entire club start dancing. Wow. Um, everyone was having fun. Everyone was learning new moves. People just walked in. There was like, the whole club is moving. Okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> so then um, when the entire club started dancing, um, at the end, I went to the bar to get like a drink, and uh, my friend now, she's my friend now, uh, Tasha came to me and she was like, "Have you ever thought about teaching a dance class?" And I was like, "Yeah, I thought about it." But she was like, "You should teach a dance class," and I was like, "You're you're drunk." You're, <laughs> like I immediately was like, "You're drunk," and which she was, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> but um, she was like, "Yeah." You should. I have a studio, and I was like, "Ha! I got my like corona," and I just, I was like, "Yeah, okay," and I walked off, and then um, I did it again. Uh, I tried dancing again. Um, this is the video. This is me here with the chain at the hat. Yeah, That's and I had the entire club, and I'm there teaching people. I was like, "All right, cool." It's a simple move, simple two-step, you know? It's a push and a pull and a step, like a simple two-step. And everyone... That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That had to be such a good you feeling. You see where I was here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's watching you. And then, Copy. yeah, they were doing it, and then eventually it was empty, and then the entire wow. club just started. Where's that club at? It's on Washington Square. Okay. So it's downtown. Yeah, downtown. Definitely downtown. And then this is me and the owner. That's cool. Yeah, so the owner is actually, is, uh, his name is Taiwo. Huh. He's from Nigeria. Oh, okay. So every now and then he'll call me. He'll be like, hey, you want to make a video? Like, oh, we going <laughs> to dance? And then he's like, yeah, meet me here. And I was like, all right, well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we we also so it's almost like a cultural dance, right? Like yeah, so so it's a couple of different cultures, right? So so would it be cultural appropriation if like somebody like me went and danced? No, because so you're actually learning about the culture. Okay, you're not appropriating it. Like I'm right. teaching you to learn about this because okay. the goal of cultural explosion is uh, to, to teach cultural diversity. Oh, okay, so when you come here, when you come to Michigan, uh. What's the music that you hear? You hear like rock and maybe house music, yeah, which also originated in Detroit. So you got Detroit's yeah. house music. But have you ever heard any dance hall songs, any reggae songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know no, how I, to dance them? No. Do you know what they're saying? No, probably not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't listen to them like on a regular basis. Right. Or so, anything. but so then now, when you meet someone like me, who comes from this background, and 
they don't know how to code switch where you could understand them. So they don't waver like their hair right here. Right. You're going to be like, huh? Can you, uh, I can't, like, can you help me? Like, you know, and then you, now they feel like excluded because you don't, you don't right. understand them. And they they understand, like everyone understands Americans perfectly. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just letting you know this. So because when um, American people go to other countries, they're like, food, where can I get? food and everyone's like what the fuck bro like we we yeah like you we get it like you understand but we not gonna be gonna respond to you in a different way and then you're gonna be like i don't understand what he's saying (laughs) i think he's mad he sounds mad like that happens all the time so when you learn uh when you come to culture explosion you're gonna hear music that's that other people dance to and you're just like wow this is really nice this is different from what i normally listen to but mm. I can see why it's so nice. You learn different styles, and I also tell you certain things about like the history of things. That's so, say cool. for example, uh, we have this genre called soca, and soca is called soul of calypso. It's a short, short version. Calypso gave life to soca, and from calypso, you go all the way back to kaiso, which is uh, Indian and African influenced mm. kaiso music. Mm. which is a lot of drums. It's really nice to listen to. And before that, we have this thing called extempo, which extempo is, in modern day times, is basically like a spoken word. But for extempo, you got to stay on a specific beat. And you have topics. So say like, we're talking about clothes, you got like 16 bars. And then the other person has 16 bars. And you just continuously keep going until someone breaks Whoa. like it does not stop yeah that's crazy so we'll go back and forth and then at the moment you're like ah and then <laughs> like all right great yeah wow that's cool yeah that's really cool so yeah, yeah it's not appropriating it because you're not doing it to be like all right cool right you're not getting it for clicks or yeah social media yeah cred. exactly you're you're doing you're coming it here to be like all right cool i just learned a dance from jamaica today that's cool. I just live in here. So if I ever go on vacation, I don't just want to be like, <laughs> I want to show my friends that this is amazing. Like, no, when you go on vacation or say like you want to go back to Honduras or anywhere yeah. else in the Caribbean, you're like, no, I can be a part of this now. Right. You know, you right. can also, so it's also to give uh, these communities that are non-American uh, a sense of belonging here in Lansing as well. Because being from the Caribbean, I don't hear no Caribbean music here. No, like I don't at all. Yeah, that's it's too far away. That's why <laughs> is it? Yeah, because if you go to like Miami, you hear it all the time. Right, that is yeah true. But there's a uh, karaoke places right on Mac Avenue. Yeah, right, that play Chinese music, really, and have Chinese karaoke. I did not know that. Yeah, wow. So is it too far though? No, right. No, I mean, is there like a a huge community of Caribbean people here? Because I would we assume don't know. You, you don't know. No, I don't know. But I, you, I would because I would assume I would assume that like wherever there's like a community of it, they'll have they'll have a, they'll host events and things like that of that nature, right? Because if I would assume so, but yeah. I think Lansing is not that kind of place for inclusivity. Well, maybe you're you're the start of it. That's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, so I try and so even even starting. Like Alabosa Bar, like I have, I've met so many different people from Africa, like people from wow. Senegal, people from Sudan, wow. people from Egypt, 
like people from Zimbabwe, people from um, Ivory Coast. Like it's so wild. And that then crazy. coming to the dance class, you're meeting people here and people coming from Colombia, Venezuela, like people from America as well. All Central American people like coming through. People, this I know met this one guy from Ecuador people like all over and it's like damn where were you guys before <laughs> and you literally ask them and they're like we're home right because there's no activities well, yeah for we're them home. To go do. yeah exactly wow like I went That's... to like this uh MSU had a a gala like an African gala bro you wouldn't believe the, f- the amount of flags that were there there were flags that I didn't even know whoa and they all go to MSU whoa there was people flying in just to support. And I was just like, so have you thought about maybe like hosting events? Like maybe like just, just with the college kids even like, yeah, I hosted one event there. Yeah. But again, it's the support because the physical activity where you actually have to move right. or something. Right. And then people who, cause when you learn it, it may look easy. Yeah. You have to, as an adult, you have to train your body to do something else. Right. Because you could be like, all right, cool. For a bar class, say for like a, a ballerina, there's a bar. And they say, yo, one exercise is just to kick one leg up. And then when you get to the class, they'd be like, oh, you got to be on the toes on your left foot <laughs> and then kick and you're like, oh, and then you realize your toes not strong enough. So it's stuff like that. Yeah. They go to the class and like, damn, I can't move my left side. I can't move my right side. And they're like, oh, snap. Yeah, I can't do this. Yeah. So people think about that before they come to the class and they get scared and they don't right, come out. Right. So you gotta bribe them with like food. So it's kinda like yoga. You can do it at any entry level. <laughs> yeah. Any entry level. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. Yeah. Basically anybody could do it. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right, man. Well, we're almost two hours in. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's wild. I feel like I could sit here and talk to you forever. Yeah. You're you're a very interesting good. person. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. And it was uh, a pleasure sitting down, talking with you and getting to know you a little bit. And just, yes, I felt like an hour in kind of eased everything up. Like, and we were able to just smooth sail from there. I think it was really good from like, even in the beginning, because it was really cool. Talk to you. Yeah. Um, You're not a host that makes people uncomfortable. It's interesting because that's, that's, that's like the, like the, I guess the, like the most, I can't, I can't think now. Um, a lot of people have told me that like you yeah. make people feel comfortable and I, I try to because like you're coming in my home and which is like a nerve wracking thing to have to go into somebody's house and then go into their basement and then, okay, yeah. well, now we're in the studio. Exactly. So I try to make it as easy as possible and as comfortable. Yeah, I was kind of scared too. You know, I was checking to see if I had service too. <laughs> <laughs> is he trying to kill me? With <laughs> yeah, <you>? Exactly. <laughs> Does the doors lock automatically? Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's safe. It's safe, everybody. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me here. Yeah. Um, also, uh, feeling comfortable was also a big thing for me as well. Because trust me, if you, if I didn't like switch that spectrum, if I stayed here, probably none of the conversation of Trinidad would have came up mm-hmm. at all. Really? Yeah. There's people now that still don't even know. Yeah, that's they only know because of like the dance class. Like, you don't think yeah, I would have got it out of you? Probably not. You you just would have avoided it. Yeah, I, I do it all the time. I think I would have got it out of you. Mm, I would have asked where you were from. I that's lied. one of my questions. You would have lied to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm from New York. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I definitely lied. I mean, I definitely lied. 
I probably would have asked where you grew up. Still probably lied. <laughs> <laughs> Still probably lied because I know everywhere that I've stayed, especially in New York, that I've been, I know it like really well. So yeah. There's no way you could tell, right? Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm glad you didn't lie, and yeah. I'm glad that you were honest. <laughs> and uh, this was a this was a it was fun. You want to do it again sometime? Yeah, for sure. Just let me know. All right, cool. You know, we could always do it. Maybe we could even talk about. It. Other stuff yeah. going on around yeah. the world. Talk about I anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, man. All it's right. been a pleasure. Thanks so much.